All right, ah, podcast mode. For those who are watching the podcast, who am I? Who am I? Wrong, Carmelone. <laughs> oh, I make myself laugh. All right. All right. Appreciate everybody at Pivot Socks. Go to getpivot.com. That's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. Use the promo code Sneak This Podcast. Get yourself a little discount and free shipping. Like I said, summer is heading off. You're going to get your shorts right. You're going to get yourself some ankle socks. Get yourself some no-shows. Even some that go up a little bit higher than ankle socks. I wouldn't recommend it, but it depends on what you're rocking. Hit the website that you see on the screen. Or if you're listening in your vehicle, it's G-E-T-P-Y-V-O-T.com. That's Get pivot.com use the promo code sneak this podcast yo sneak this podcast episode 330 um obviously still in the closet pause or no pause whatever uh appreciate everybody who likes subscribe share this podcast appreciate everybody who you know sends me dms comments shares topics things like that you know like i said man the show wouldn't be nothing without all of you in the show wouldn't be nothing without sneaker culture. Uh, you know, got on my Jordan Paris jersey. Shout out to the homie that sent it to me. Um, I'm not going to say his name but because he told me not to. Uh, but he said, just say shout out to the homie. So shout out to the homie. I appreciate it. It's my first time wearing it. Obviously, this is going to be a more heavy Jordan episode. We got the movie Air that just dropped last night. Um, I'm gonna go see it probably. I'm gonna go see it this weekend. I planned on going tonight, but since I'm podding, I'm not because you know, usually podcasts are about an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. So I don't want to like come straight out the podcast, tell the wife I'm going to go watch the Jordan movie and then come home late tonight. You know what I mean? Right now, it's about 5 15 here, 5 30 here. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm going to go watch the movie this weekend and, you know, obviously do a podcast next week. Give my give give an official review um, of the movie. You know, like I said, I appreciate those who've already watched it. You know, I've seen some super duper highs about the movie. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, like I like I said, you know, two episodes ago, the movie's not for for sneakerheads. Um you know, it needs the sneakerhead stamp of approval, but the sneak the movie is for the average Joe. You know, you know, let me write that down. I think I'm gonna put that down as one of the topics, you know, because about I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and uh shout out to the homie Ruby, she sent me, you know, from Powell Man. Um, you know, I guess he was asked if, you know, it'll be a spike in Jordan sales or something like that. He said no. Uh, but I disagree. So let me find somewhere to put Uh, let's put that topic right after Leather Reimagined Fours. Do, 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 pull out your Jordans and go to the movies, yeah. All right, um, pickups this week. Do I, oh, you know what, hold on. I want to give a special shout out to the homie Josh and uh, his beautiful fiance, Nicole. Um, you know, super duper homies, man, I... You know, 
I mean, it was like we known each other for years, you know what I mean? And, you know, I appreciate those who come in town and, you know, I'm able to make time and we can hang out. And, you know, I appreciate those who come in town on vacation and, you know, they make time, you know, to, to kick it with me. You know, I'm just, you know, a weirdo that do a sneaker podcast. But, you know, that's my dog, man. And, you know, we had a lot of fun. I drunk way too much. You know, I really didn't even realize I drunk that much. But, oh, my gosh, like that next day I was cooked. Um... But, you know, my wife made time out of her busy schedule and we got together and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not easy, you know, I mean, essentially we're strangers, you know what I mean? Even though I've known Josh through Instagram for a really, really long time, just from based off the podcast, um, we talk pretty much almost every single day, at least about, about something. If it's not sending somebody, sending a funny video or sneakers or anything, you know, but that's the homie, you know, he got to hit up a few spots out here, pick and roll kicks and manner and you know he got to hit up you know see what arizona has to offer you know which is not a lot but you know he made his his rounds you know as best he could you know um but man shout out to him you know we'll be out in california probably thanksgiving i think we're doing thanksgiving in san francisco this year so you know we got plans to hit up a warriors game you know if the warriors are in town playing um on thanksgiving so um like i said man i appreciate him he treated us to dinner you know me and the wife had already planned on treating them but then he treated us you know and uh i appreciate that man you know that's that's the homie man um and that's a real cat you know that's one of the realest cats i've met on social media though and there's, there's a lot of real ones i've met but you know that's the super duper homie man so i i really appreciate him you know and his fiance you know coming in town you know what i mean um pickups i got nothing i've bought a bunch of soccer cleats for my son um you know Bought him one pair. He wanted the laceless pair, even though he picked the pair with the laces. And then I, you know, there's some type of Nike Phantom Speed somebody's. I don't know. Then he didn't want the black pair. He didn't want the he didn't want the black pair. He wanted the white pair. And he also wanted the laceless pair. So then I said, fine, you know, we'll just you just said we'll send the black pair back. And I said, here's the phone. Go ahead and pick the pair you want. Of course, he picks the white pair with laces. Then when I last night, he said, when, when is his cleats coming? And I said, I don't know. Let's look. And I showed him and he said, these got laces. And I said, because you picked that. Anyways, kid stuff. I'm just talking. I'm a father. Um, for those who are fathers, you know how it goes. So I found a pair, last pair in the entire state, um, according to Dick Sporting Goods website. Um, went over to Scottsdale, picked them up, did the pay online, order pickup thing. Super duper easy process. Shout out to Dick Sporting Goods. Um, and got him a pair that had phantom lacing. So it has laces, but the laces are covered. Um, I typically don't like things like that because, you know, if something happens to the laces or they get unevened, you really can't take them out. But, you know, he gets new cleats probably every three, four months for soccer. So, um, but shout out to Dick Sporting Goods, man. That was a, I'm not gonna lie to you. That was a very easy transaction. I've done some online pay and pick up things and it was whack, but that it was pretty darn efficient. Um... Other pickups, I think that's it. I grabbed a hat from Mano when Josh was in town. Uh, grabbed a fitted hat. I was going to wear it today, but, you know, I didn't want to, so I didn't. Um, what else? I feel like I copped something, but I don't know. I don't know. I do got an unboxing today. Um, I don't know. I feel like I bought something, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's been a super-duper busy week. You know, had a lot of soccer and you know, stuff from my daughter and birthday parties and things like that. You know, if you're a father or a mother, you listen to this podcast, you know how it goes. 
Um, pretty sure everybody messaged me this week. You know, I had a, probably a little bit more unusual amount of messages. Like, I usually get a lot of messages that come into the Instagram account, but this week had a whole lot, you know, and, uh, you know, there's been a lot of things that have been popping up, you know what I mean? So um, I'll probably talk about some of those things that were sent to me. But like I said, man, today is going to be a Jordan-heavy episode, you know, uh, Jordan movie coming out, and then also with, you know, the Tatums coming out this week. Uh, you know, maybe think back to Jordan brand back in the nineties. Uh, some of you guys weren't outside yet. You know what I mean? But, you know, I like thinking about those sneakers and I think I talked about it on episode 228 or 229. We don't give Jordan brand, even though it's a branch of Nike, we understand that we don't give the Jordan brand enough credit for his originalities on all of its sneakers, including its signature line. Like, there has never been any Jordan signature line, and there's never been any other Jordan models that I thought they looked like other brand sneakers, you know. Um, you know, there are some, there are plenty of sneakers within their own brand where they take uh, notes, you know, some from their retro line. But I decided I'm going to do top 10 Jordan brand sneakers from the past. Um and excluding retros, so there won't be no Jordan 1 through 14, 1 through 30, 1 through 23, whatever number we're on in Jordan's signature models. We are doing strictly Jordan brand models from other Jordan brand athletes who has signature models or any of the other um, extended, you know, uh, GR, whatever you want to call them, the other Jordan brand models. Uh, so I'm be doing that for the top 10 today. I made my list. Um, I, you know, I, was, I felt good being able to make that list off the top of my head that I could remember the names of them, you know, and I could remember things about them and why I loved them. You know what I mean? So can't wait to do that at the very end of the podcast. Uh, unboxing. So since this is a heavy Jordan episode, sorry, I'm getting a lot of emails right now while, uh, from work while podding. Um, since this is a Jordan heavy episode, I was like, and I might have already unboxed this. I don't know. Um, you know, I wanted to try to find some DS, and I wanted to find a Jordan 1 that's DS, but I wanted to find something different. So um, I'm pretty confident I've unboxed this on this podcast before, but, you know, hey, we've got a lot of new listeners. We've got a lot of listeners who are just coming back to the show. So I have right here, um, get this box up. This is a Jordan 1 high strap. Um, I don't know if you can see the box. I'm not sure if this is the correct box these came in, the, the black and white Jordan box. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if you can see the label or the name of it. I'm not sure if this is the right box or if this was just like, you know, they ran out of the other boxes and put it in this. I don't remember, but I got these. So we had a store in town that was called High Point. It was in Scottsdale, and it was owned by uh, Adrian Wilson, who is now – you know, part of the management team for the Arizona Cardinals, but you know, um, he was a, car a safety for the Cardinals for uh, for most of his career, and I think he even had a little tiny stint with the Patriots. I think I can't remember, um, but he had his own sneaker shop out here, which flourished for a while. You know, it got Yeezy twos, Yeezy ones. They used to get a lot of those things, but you know, this was that era where you know you get twenty pairs and you give you know. 13 to your homies, you know, you could have a line wrapped around the building and still without conscious sell four pairs, you know, yeah, crazy times, but you charge it to the game. You know what I mean? Um, 
Um, but they used to have a lot of these sales, right? So they used to have a lot of these sales where it was buy one, get one free. They used to get a ton of sneakers. They had everything. They, you know, and since he was, you know, a Nike athlete, whatever the case may, was, may be, High Point never, at least from what I remember, and maybe I just got, you know, plugged into the store later than everybody else, but it always had Jordan and Nikes and things like that right off the bat. Always had it right off the bat. Vans, you know, other brands, like it always had what you was looking for, you know, release items. Um, but they used to have an overabundance of everything, you know what I mean? So they would do these like once a year, typically at the end of the year or the end of summer, where it was like a buy one, get one free or buy two, get one free. And like me and George and, and Ryan Simple, we used to go in there and go ham I used to go in there and buy up everything, you know. There are some things that we bought in there just because we thought, eh, that's all right, you know what I mean? But them joints was, uh, them little, little cells was nice, you know. It was especially nice because they always had me and Ryan size. Like, it was like everything that they had on sale was like a 9, 9.5, 10, every single thing. Um, you know, a lot of times nowadays when stuff goes on sale, they got like a lot of smaller sizes left or like gigantic sizes left. Usually that mid range is usually gone, but let me unbox these real quick so I can get on with the show. Um, when I saw these Jordan ones were like starting to really pick up, um, they still weren't like the must have must needs, but people were definitely copping and picking up. When I saw these, I was like, man, I haven't seen these in a really long time. And I originally bought them thinking that I could resell them because you just don't see these that often. Um, so let me just, so they're navy blue and canvas. So I'm a huge fan of AJKOs, which I've talked about on this podcast before. The one thing about these were it was canvas like an AJKO. But it didn't have that puffiness, that that really thick feeling like most other AJKOs. My other AJKOs, like they feel like like they're full of skateboard Nike SB padding, like they're thick. Now the one thing why I bought these, like I said, was because I was like, ooh, Jordan ones are picking up. I may be able to resell these, right? Hey, you know I'm from that era. You know what I mean? And I'm from the era where you resold something so you could get yourself what you really wanted. Um, when did these come out? I have never tried these on. These are DS. I have never put my foot in these. I have never. I don't even see a year tag on these. Oh, well, somebody would tell me who's listening. And I said to myself, I said, okay, cool. If I, which was typically me, George was really good about buying stuff and actually selling it. I was really good at buying something, saying I'm selling it and keeping it. I just hate it. I, I wasn't a fan of reselling. Not the act of reselling, I just wanted to have everything. Like, I liked the way it looked in the closet, and I just wanted to be able to say I had everything, pretty much. Um, but I said to myself, cool, if I can't sell these or I end up not wanting to sell these, the strap comes off. They came out with this colorway. There was a black, white, and red colorway. I think a Lakers colorway. And I feel that there was one more. I want to say it was one that had like basketball leather, like the actual leather of a basketball on it and it had a strap, but I can't remember. But I think those were the only two that had this strap. The best part about these, I said, all right, cool. I can't sell these or whatnot. Whatever. I could, I, I removed the strap because I hated the strap. Nobody wanted a Jordan 1 with a strap. 
All right. I know there's somebody going to say, yo, Jordan had a pair with a strap. I don't care. Okay. Nobody wants a Jordan one with a strap. I was like, cool. I can remove the strap on these. You know, it got the wings on the side. You know, it's not the embossed, but it's like, looks like screen printed on, ironed on, super duper quality canvas. I mean, I don't know if there's a such thing as bad canvas. It had that, um, that Jordan Jumpman with the air under it. That was on Chicago's too when they had released whatever the last time they released um, before uh, Lost and Founds. But, um, you know, had the Jumpman in the back, you know, the traditional OG sole. And the midsole was whitish, but I think mine might have turned yellow. I don't remember this coming yellowish, but, um, you know, I always like these a lot. You know, I think these are dope. I, it's a pair you don't see often. I can't remember the last time I seen anybody wearing these. I'm not even sure if, you know, I mean, I'm assuming they're on StockX and GOAT, maybe. StockX and GOAT, maybe, but I don't know. But it's good to have these. Like, I, I like these. I'm And, and I, I thought about these, too, when I had the podcast last week, and I talked about Navy Blue not really being a sneaker that I go to, that I, I, I gravitate towards. Um, the only Navy Blue sneakers I like, and I thought about this, too, was the original um, Ultra Boost 1.0, the Navy joints, and then, obviously, the OG Vapor Max. Um, Navy joints and maybe like one or other two, some Emmett Smiths, you know, some Shacks, whatever. Uh, but this is another Navy sneaker that I own, probably the one of five, six, maybe. Um, I like these a lot. I like the raw edges on the swoosh right there. Um, the red laces. I don't think these came. Let me see. I don't think these came with an extra set of laces. Um, there's the other strap right there. Uh, yeah, I don't see another set of laces, but I think if I ever ended up wearing these, um, I'd probably switch the red laces out for maybe white. Um, I just want that contrast better. I like the red on the sole, which is cool, but I don't think it needs the red up top. But uh, shout out to High Point, even though it's out of business for these. You know, High Point hired some low character employees. That's how I'll put it. Um, so they were no good for the business. Let me tell you something. If y'all got businesses out there, make sure your employees, you can legit trust, which typically you can't trust anybody. So uh, start your own business at your own risk. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just joking. Um, let's do releases. Releases. Uh, like I said, if you come to this podcast to get your release information, you're already screwed. Um this information is subject to change and could be based off European releases, could have already released, or the release date may have changed. I have no idea, but we always get this information off the GOAT app. Shout out to my big bro, George. Um, you know, obviously, we're still not in the studio, but I'm thinking about something. Maybe one, maybe two episodes a month in studio and two in the closet. I don't know. Um, I, I will tell you guys, I do feel a little bit more motivated to keep the podcast going um, you know, every week I'm like, yeah, maybe I won't record this week. And then I do anyways. So, uh, I won't talk about what came out today. Um, so it looks like look, a lot of stuff came out today. All right. So tomorrow, actually, no, I'm gonna save that for last because I'm gonna talk about John Brand a bit. Um, so we got tomorrow looks like a, uh, Curry 10 unicorn and butterflies. Um, it got unicorn and butterflies on it. Um, mm, I'm assuming that's probably something with his daughters or something like that. I don't know why they make them in men's sizes, but bless up. 
Uh, we got the phone posit penny PE. Um, this is the penny phone posit one. You know, this was one that like Penny had wore in the game or during the playoffs. I can't remember. And they were white phone posits. And back then, you know, you saw a different color phone posit. It was like, ooh. Um, they never came out. I don't think there was like a a shooting stars pack or something like that that had a white foam in it and it had a ver a penny six in it seven i don't know he had one of the newer maybe the last version of like the penny signature line in it and it had the foam posit and i can't remember what it's called um i don't even know if it came with this white foam i think it came with an all black foam or, or a foam with stars on it i can't remember but um, you know, if you're a phone positive fan, this is probably one that you should own. You know, honestly, that's too much white on a sneaker for me. That that huge. Um, but you know, buy at your own risk. Uh we got Shane Gonzalez Times Vans, uh Star Spangled Glamour. Um, you know, anybody who knows me knows I'm a sucker for vans. I like these a lot. Looks like there's a pack, looks like there's a slip-on, an old school. And uh, skate high, uh, the slip on and the skate high, eh. But I like do like the old school. Um, we got a doesn't look a lot this week. Um, I know you guys have seen these a few times. The Jordan One Retro High OG Skyline. It's like the Jordan One where it's gradiated, and like each shoe was like a different gradient. So it's like one shoe was like starting from the front, like blue to orangish pink, and then the other shoe was like from the back blue to orange is pink to the front um you know i had seen these a long time ago you know before that they even hit the streets um i didn't like them then i don't like it now i understand the concept you know i think it's like the chicago sunset over the skyline the box is fire um uh, but the shoe itself uh, they look like a girl shoe but you know i ain't mad at anybody who cop them um also it looks like a jordan 2 uh, low is dropping. It looks like a women's, but it's called Seersucker. Um, it's a Jordan Low 2 Craft. Um, I think the Craft ones, you know, uh, it doesn't look like the other Craft versions of, uh, the Jordan line. It doesn't look like any, many other materials, but it looks like it's, it definitely look like it has, like, uh, pinstripes, like a Seersucker suit, and it may have texture to it. If you know what a Seersucker suit is, Seersucker pants, you know what I'm talking about. It was like that suit that you had as a little kid. Um, and like rich, really rich people wear them, like, you know, to the Hamptons. And they go, oh, 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 daddy. Um, but it was like light blue with these like white stripes that went down. And you could like sort of scratch it and hear a sound. Like it was like textured. It was like ribbed, like really small ribs. Um, I always hated that suit. I had one as a kid. My mom used to try to make me wear to church. Oh, my gosh. It's one of the worst-looking suits of all time. Now, if you want to wear seersucker pants with just a plain solid dress shirt, I'm here for it. I may even let you slide with a seersucker blazer and then another solid color pants. I may not be mad at it, all right? But you got to know how to dress to pull something like that off. So these Jordans, yeah, the Jordan 2s. We're going to talk about a Jordan 2, too, because, boy, that Jordan 2 with that 3 sole, man, if y'all don't stop, I get it. But if y'all don't stop, uh, looks like a Salmon uh, Atmos collaboration is coming out called uh, XT6 uh, Stars Collide. Look, there's been a few people that send me stuff about Salmon and tell me I need to get on it. 
Um, I don't know why the price to buy one of these on GOAT is $805, but cats swear by salmon brand. Is it Salomon? Oh, Solomon. Sorry. See, I don't even know what it's called. Solomon. Um, I've never tried a pair. I just can't get with shoes that don't got shoelaces, you know, and maybe they come with a pair of shoelaces, but that zip tie type tying your shoe thing, maybe it helps with something, but I'm not a fan of it. Um, what else comes out? Not much this week. Oh, uh, there's a Dunk Low Premium. Ooh, these joints is fire. Um, it's the Sets Setsu Bun. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying that right. Set Setsu Bun. Anyways, I don't know what this is. Uh, I think these came out last year. I want to say, but I don't think they had officially released. I feel like I mean there was a few people that I already know who had these, and now they're making their way back. I seen them on sneakers, and I think for some reason they got canceled or held off of sneakers for whatever reason, and now they're uh, re putting them up or whatever. This joint is already hands down, you know. If we didn't count it last year or the year when it came out or even for it to be nominated, and maybe I could be wrong. Maybe it never released. This joint right here is fire. I mean, if we did Dunk of the Year, it would definitely be in the running. But this joint could possibly be um, in the Nike of the Year. That's how, that's how fire this joint is. Shout out to the homie uh, Wilson um, at Rerun. He he had these cats uh, these joints a, a while ago, and that cat was wearing them. The joints was fire. Um, obviously, mischief is dropping that. Um, it's called BWD um, backwards. I don't know that backwards shoe where the shoe looks. You wear the shoe backwards, so it's built to where you put your shoe in the f you put your foot in the front of the shoe. Look, man. Nobody should judge mischief stuff this and i'm gonna say this again even when the red boot came out nobody should judge this stuff is like toys they're like um uh, um they're novelty items you know it's like buying a bear brick you know one of them like bear brick statues or it's like buying a funko it's a little bit way more expensive than a funko but it's like buying a funko you ain't doing nothing with it you're not gonna play with it you're not gonna do nothing but it's like i got one and it's like a collector's thing, you know, it's, people be taking that stuff way too serious, you know, when it comes to mischief, like, they don't even take themselves serious, but sneakerheads got, you know, time to write, you know, a thesis on it, you know, like, relax, uh, looks like we got some more Air Adjust Force coming out, these are a women pair, um, I'm definitely liking the colorway of this, it has an icy sole with the silver midsole, um, for those who don't know what Air Adjust are, Air Adjust are the ones that came out, shh, I think they came out in like 98, 97, 98. Uh, we used to talk about them a lot on this podcast before they had retroed. Um, they had the removable straps. Used to go around the entire shoe, East Bay. You know, I remember they would be out in East Bay and you could buy like any color strap to match your team. Like it had a ton of straps, even like a USA strap. Um, during the Olympics, I think some of the women used to wear them in the Olympics. I think a couple of the NBA players wore them for the, uh, the USA team during the Olympics, but... You know, it's one of those shoes that, like, you know, it, it held that nostalgia to where you thought you wanted it retroed again, and you didn't. You know, it's it's just one of those shoes. You know, it's like, yo, we need them back. No, you don't. You don't. You don't need them back. It, you know, it's good to see them, and that's cool. And if you could grab them joint on sale, they had recently dropped like two or three colorways with um, 
gosh. Oh, here they are right here. Let me see. With Ambush. Not bad pairs. I was cool with the colorways. They had a black pair, a white pair, a, like, um, Houston Oilers, you know, University Blue colorway. And they had a um, a different black pair that was women's and had gradiated. Uh, oh, and they had, like, a super bright red one. Good Lord. Ambush dropped that many? Adjust? Lord have mercy. Look, it's a collaboration. Ambush adjust. And these joints are on go in my size for $95. So, you know. Um, that's the red pair for 95. The black pair is 161. Um, you know, it's one of those sneakers that retro and like you realize, oh yeah, I don't need this, but I really like them a lot, but I don't need this. Um, looks like, you know, some dunks are coming out. You know, I'm not, I, 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 I right now I can't give dunks any, 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 uh, what do you want to call it? not shine. I, I just can't give, I can't give dunks any run right now. You know what I mean? I, I got so many DS dunks in this closet that like, I, I legit was like need must cops have to have them. I think about wearing them. Like I legit go, man, I could wear the UNLVs with this. These be fire. Or I did go to Arizona state university. I should wear the ASU ones. And I just won't. So, like, I can't give any dunks any burn right now. I just can't. You know, they got to be, you know, SB dunks. All right, cool. You know what? I, I'm I'm really thinking about SB dunks. I know I just talked about that other dunk, the um, Setsubun, Setsubun, whatever it's called. But it got to really stand out for me to give it any burn right now. Um, there's another couple pairs of moccasins coming out from Undercover. Um, I may have already reached too deep into the calendar let me see what's the day today today is the six yeah i went too deep into the calendar so they ended with the oh actually oh yeah man i went way too deep yeah it's fine i went into next week which is fine because i usually record after this stuff drops anyway so i'll keep going um there's like a spring mix um air force one and a spring mix um air max one um I'm assuming this is like their Easter pack. They're not calling it Easter pack. They're calling it spring mix, which is fine. Typically, when I think of spring mix, I think of like the salad, you know, the pre-made salad that you pour the dressing in and you shake it up real fast and you put it in your bowl and you feel like you eat really healthy. Um, but, you know, um, there's also another Air Max one coming out, Micah Green. It's fine. I mean, I feel like I've seen that before. Um uh will i stop here yeah oh uh, you know what i'll just go through thursday since i record on thursday looks like some acg mountain flies are dropping i like these shoes a lot if i was gonna cop anything remotely close to like solomon's i would cop these acgs um that's acg is my era that's what i know um and i don't got the guts right now to try a brand that i'm not familiar with i just don't um and also another colorway in the clot uh cortez's with the slip on the asian inspired japanese inspired or I'm saying Japanese, I could be wrong. Um, inspired slip-ons, you slip the shoe out, slip the shoe in. So it's like having two shoes in one, but this is like the Forrest Gump, you know, uh, colorway version of it. So um, I kind of like those a lot. You know, I actually like that model a whole, whole lot. And uh, I'm going to just say the Jordan 1 OG Lucky Greens. I think there was a shock drop or some type of exclusive access on sneakers for these. Um, but, you know joints release so 
Anyways, that's it for oh last release. So I wanted to hold that to the end because you know, like I said, this is gonna be a heavy Jordan episode, and you know, I just kind of wanted to reminisce a little bit about Jordan Brand in the past. Um, you know, so nothing too crazy. But the Jason Tatum one drops this week. Let me tell you something. A lot of people ain't giving these joints the respect they really should. All right, when the original pictures came out, you know, cats had opinions on them, you know, whatnot. Um. These joints are fire. Like, I don't care what anybody says. This is one of the better signature sneakers in the last 20 years. And that's no lie. These blow the John Morant's out the water. Like, clear out of the water. Like, these joints are super clean. They're very different. Um, I like the different textures of materials. I like the price point. I think the price point is one. I think it's 120 yeah, I don't see the price point. Whatever, 120, 140, whatever the case may be. These joints, the outsole, midsole is something different. The different textures, it looks like like a sort of a mix of fly knitish with, you know, I, I mean, the joints are clean. Um, and you know, it made me think back to like you know a lot of the other stuff that Jordan Brand used to do growing up. You know, when at first a lot of people don't realize, you know, Jordan Brand separated out of Nike and like. 96 97 i believe and um you know it's one of those like it's still under the nike umbrella you know what i mean it's like yeah jordan brand's out of it it's like you know a lot of companies do that you know it's like uh um it's like under Mar under armor with steph curry you know he has his own steph curry line it's not called they don't call it Under Armour, but it's made by Under Armour. You know, it's like Dodge and Ram. You know, Ram is his own separate entity now, you know, with trucks. But, you know, and same thing with Jordan Brand, you know. Um, when they come out with, like, numbers of sales and, you know, who did what this year, it's usually broken out like Nike, Jordan Brand, and then so forth. Um, I consider Jordan Brand and Nike under the same thing when you're talking about making dollars, but they are separate um, from what I understand, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you listen to this podcast, you know a little bit more about Nike and Jordan Brand setup. Cool, please educate me. I have no problem being corrected. Um, but you know, it's always been a separate branch, you know, off. You know, Jordan Brand over the whew, the last 20 years have had some of the greatest PEs of all time. Um, and I'm talking about on court PEs when PEs used to be PEs, you know, I'm a fan of of sneakers being player exclusive and we never get them. I, I like that because the problem is, is that if you don't make them available, once you see them on the court. So for example, Jordan, Ray Allen, Ray Allen, Derek Anderson, Darius Miles, Quinn Richardson. Um, shoot. I'm trying to think of some more. Steven Jackson, uh, I think even Kawhi Leonard had some pretty dope P's at one point. Michael Finley, uh, Jared Jeffries. Um, there were a lot of Jordan Brand athletes who wore, oh, Rip Richard Hamilton, Rip Hamilton, who used to wore, wear fire. I'm talking about, you know, Jordan's, you know, two through 14, you know, of Special team colorways, you know, had their initials on them, had their jersey number, had some team insignia on them. You know, these were, um, you know, I don't want to say highly coveted, but like 
back during that era, uh, they were fire. You know, I remember going to dunk exchanges and I remember going to like sneaker cons. No, no, no. No sneaker cons. Just dunk exchanges and any other local events. Um, sneaker con that come out to Arizona to like about three years ago, four years ago, uh, the year before COVID, I think. Um, but there would be people who had tables, um, particularly one that we knew, Adam West. Um, there'd be people that had tables dedicated to just showing off um, Jordan PEs, you know. Um, right now, what's super duper popular is like the college PEs, you know, a lot of the PEs that go to the college teams that are Jordan Brand, your Oklahomas, your Floridas, your Michigans, North Carolina, obviously, Georgetown, um, Marquette, you know, there's a few other schools that, you know, are under the Jordan Brand umbrella. But back in the day, it was about player, actual player exclusives. Um, and you could go to tables at these sneaker events and like see a pair of Michael Finley's or I think even Marshall Falk had a few pair. You see some Randy Moss um, PEs. You see um, Charles Woodson. You would see some of the NFL ones. You would see some of the turfs. You would see some of the, uh, you know, Knicks colorways for Jared Jeffries when he was on the Knicks. You would see some of the Bobcat colorways for Derek Anderson when he was on the Bobcats. Some of the Blazer colorways with Derek Anderson. Some of the Clippers colorways with uh, Quinn Richardson and Darius Miles, you know, during that era. You know, Steven Jackson has some Pacer ones at the time, I believe. Some, I think he had a few Pacer ones. Um, I think he had some Bobcat ones, definitely. Um, that's before the Hornets went back to the Hornets. The Hornets had turned into the Bobcats, and then the Bobcats turned back into the Hornets. You know, a mess. Um, but those sneakers used to be highly coveted. And I remember one year, uh, Finish Line had released a pair of Ray Allen 13s that had the Ray, and the R was him taking a three-point shot. Um, had the Ray on the tongue. And uh, I remember... George had copped two pairs from Finish Line. And this is when you could cop more than one pair on sneaker sites. And uh, I think Finish Line had them. It was a few places that had got them. Um, and they weren't hard cops, I don't think. I didn't try for them. Or maybe I... No, I didn't try for them. But uh, George had got two pairs of those. And, you know, it was crazy. But the one thing about PEs were... And which is why, why to me, I always feel like a lot of those, like... PEs, those LeBron exclusives, a lot of those should stay that way because they take so long to drop them. They lose that that luster that they had. To me, sorry, my nose allergies have been wilding out here. Um, to me, a if you have the intent to release a PE, so let's say like a uh uh you know uh Shoot, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, Carmelo Anthony PE Orange 11, right? Those exist. They were either orange or they were blue. I can't remember. I remember they had one for Blake Griffin. There was one for Chris Paul. There might have been one for Westbrook. I don't remember. But then there was one for uh, for Melo, and it was an orange 11. Once those hit the court, if you have plans to release those eventually, they have to come out within the next one to three years. Because some of the PEs and colorways are released, like Jordan 13, for instance, right? Jordan 13, for the last probably three years, have had a super run, like a super run of fire. 
The problem is, is that all of those are PEs at one point. You had the Starfish Orange 13, the Lucky Greens. You had the Yellow Joints. You had, I think, Black and Purple. Um, or Black and Purple was getting ready to come out. Or Black and Yellow. Like, you had the CP3 um, PEs. They were like the New Orleans Hornets teal on the 13. All those have dropped and been super slept on. Like, no one was checking for them. The White and Purple ones. Reggie Miller used to have some PEs he used to rock. Like... But they came out, no joke. We're talking some of these PEs anywhere from 13 to 20 years, like late. Like these PEs took forever to release. By the time they released, a lot of people lost their, um, you know, passion for certain Jordan models. The 13, I would probably say, is one of the Jordan models. If I had to make a list of Jordan models... All of Jordan models essentially have kind of like you're just waiting for an OG or like a super duper fire colorway. But a lot of the Jordan models over the last probably five to eight years have like really dropped off. Jordan 6, to me still, the greatest Jordan of all time, but it's fallen off. Like nobody is really checking for Jordan 6s like they used to. Jordan 13 is another one. Jordan 8s are another one. Um, Jordan 9s, definitely. Um, and some of these, you can argue, were never really that coveted in the first place, but people had a lot of respect for them. They still sold out, and people copped, and people wore them. Um, you know what? I'm not going to say 14 yet, um, but it's on the clock. Um, but even 7s, Jordan 7s, you know, and that's almost all of them. You know, if it's not a 1, if it's not a 3, 4, you know, 5s have taken a super dive, you know, with regards to being one of the top, top tier ones at one point. Um, sorry, man. I hate sniffing when I'm on the podcast, but my allergies are stupid. Um, but when they come out too late, it's like I'm not even checking for a Jordan 13 from anymore. There have been plenty of releases, George, of I have talked about, like, you know, this week, this Jordan 13, just Jordan 13. And you, and we, I've said these joints are fire and dope. They're just too late. Like, they look really good in hand, but, like, I've lost that feeling for 13s to where I go, ooh, they're finally releasing the Chris Paul colorway 13. Ooh, they finally releasing the orange 13 that, uh, you know, um, you know, Derek Anderson used to rock with the Bobcats. You know, it's things like that that happened too late. But, you know, there were a lot of Jordan Brown. Me and the home. I, I'm not going to say me and the homies. I mean, the streets were on fire when it came to Jordan Brand from like 97. I'll say from 97 all the way through. Man, I'll say 97 to about 2006. I'll say that um, it could be a little bit longer, but I don't know. Um, where's my notepad? Because I wrote a few down that I had, you know, came to mind. You know, I'm going to put these on the screen, too. And for those, like I said, man, who are my age or close to my age, man, you remember all these. And those who are like, you know, weren't outside back then, weren't in the sneakers back then, fam, look them up. Like, if you could find some, you know, you could still find them because they retroed a lot of these. But after they retroed them, you know, people just wasn't checking for them like that. 
Um, you can find a lot of them that retro for great prices. eBay, Goat, StockX. Some are a little higher than others, especially the OOG pairs. But there are some other colorways you can explore. And, you know, I check them out. But, you know, the one thing, like, they used to have, like, Eddie Jones, Vin Baker, you know, Derek Anderson used to wear pair. You know, there were a lot of Jordan athletes that had, you know, ones. And, like... Jordan brand had its own sort of like signature athletes. Mike Bibby. Oh, how could I forget Mike Bibby in the PEs? Mike Bibby PEs. Lord have mercy. They used to go crazy. All right. Mike Bibby had probably some of the craziest PEs. Um, you know, them, some of them keen colorways, that purple. Um, but there were only so many athletes that got signature sneakers with Jordan brand. And there was, and I'm talking about early on. I'm not talking about your Chris Pauls. Um, I'm not talking. I think Blake Griffin ended up getting one. I'm not talking about Chris Paul. I will throw Melo in here, but I'm talking Vin Baker. I'm talking Eddie Jones. Um, these were probably the two that their first initial pairs that had came out weren't like necessarily their signature, but it was theirs. The next one was like a really a better signature effort that was like in line with them, like, you know, their, their name or had something involved in it. Anyways, I'm kind of rambling. Um, I kind of lost, a, sorry, I kind of lost my train of thought. I heard a door open in the house and, you know. Um, but, you know, one of the ones, you know, Eddie Jones, I remember having this pair, the Jordan Jumpman Pro Quick. And also, Jordan back in the day used to, like, be heavy with the Jumpman. All of the Jordans from, like, the Jordan brands used to be called, like, Jordan Jumpman something. Um, the ones that was like one of my favorites. And like I said, I'm doing the top 10 Jordan brand sneakers from back in the day, excluding retros, uh, was a Jordan Jumpman Pro Quick. It was like, um, it was the Eddie Jones, but it wasn't. So you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's like, you know, it wasn't his signature sneaker, but it was like the Eddie Jones. Um, he was the athlete back then who wore it. Uh, and this is the era of NBA where it wasn't like now where you can watch a triple header and see all the players wearing the same sneakers. Like, you can't turn an NBA game on without seeing somebody wearing a Gretsch. Back then, nah. Like Eddie Jones wore the pro quick, and that was it. They came out with some additional colorways later when he went from the Lakers to the Miami Heat. And I think that's it. I think he went from the Lakers to the Heat. I think he had a little stint at the, with the Grizzlies at one point. Um, and maybe Boston, but I think just, I think Grizzlies was his last stop. Um, the pro quicks were fire and, and these were actual basketball sneakers that were legit comfortable. Like, um, a lot of these sneakers back in the day when Jordan Brand first came out, took a lot of notes from the 13. Like you could look at a lot of these classic Jordan Brand Jumpman sneakers and see hints of Jordan 13 in them. Like, you just could. It wasn't the sole or how the upper looked or how the shape kind of was. They took a lot of hints from that. Um, the Pro Quick was, the first colorway was like a black, purplish concord and white. It had the Jordan that went up the tongue, and the tongue went kind of high, but they were low tops, right? Um, you know, a lot of people attribute low tops with Kobe Bryant first. You know, no. Eddie Jones was out there wearing the low tops way before Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant was drafted um, I think these came out in 97, 96. Kobe Bryant was just a rookie then, but he was with Adidas. And Eddie Jones, the Pro Quick, was the very first low-top basketball sneaker. I remember seeing a player playing on a consistent basis 
Um, to me, period. I could be wrong. There could have been others. I don't know. But Eddie Jones Pro Quick, fire. Um, I don't have a pair. I think I have an OG pair that's beat, but the sole came off. Um, so, like, I don't know if I really count those. Like, they're super duper beat. Like, they're almost unrecognizable. They're so beat. Um, but that's one of my favorite. Also, um, there was, and you know what? Let me preface this because I'm not going to put this one on the screen. Maybe when I do my top 10, I'll include it. But Vin Baker was like his very first pair that wasn't his signature. I'll put it on the screen. It's here. Boop. Um, his very first pair. That wasn't his signature, but his sneaker was the Jordan Jumpman Pro Strong. So Eddie Jones was the quick and Vin Baker was the strong. Now, these are two NBA players who were really, really good. Um, Eddie Jones was probably had a better career than Vin Baker. Um, Vin Baker was part of the Olympic team and had like a few great years in the NBA with the Milwaukee Bucks. And I even think with the Seattle Supersonics at one point. Uh I think probably his best years was probably with the Supersonics, um, which got Jordan Brand's attention in which, you know, that first nigga became his. So, like, it was like Eddie Jones was the quick, Vin Baker was the strong. Um, but those two, and especially the pro-strong, it looks almost just, it's pretty much a different version of a Jordan 13. I think when they retroed them again, and I think they retroed them a few times, I think... They didn't really get the respect they should have because by that time, people were like, wait a minute. These look like, well, the newer generation of sneakerheads, they only know Jordan 13s. They didn't know these. So they're like, hey, I'm not buying these Jordan 13 lookalikes. To them, a pro strong was like, oh, it's like a, a, a different version of a 13. They don't realize that that pro strong has, has a history. Um, and that's, you know, those, you know, the Eddie Jones pro quick. And that Pro Strong, one of my two favorites. Uh, maybe think of the Roy Jones sneaker. Now, let me tell you this, right? So, Jordan Brand actually released two boxing sneakers, right? Um, Boxing-ish. So, that was like this Jordan one that was like more of a wrestling sneaker. But I think it was considered a Roy Jones trainer sneaker. I don't remember. But I do remember a few cats in high school used to wrestle in them. And then there was the actual boxing Roy Jones sneaker, like an actual boxing boot. I feel like they didn't release, but I also feel like I remember them in East Bay Magazine. It was a really high boot that had, like, really thick rubber on the outsole. Them joints were fire. Um, I remember, like, my homie said was a huge Roy Jones fan. He had bought the other version that was more like a wrestling shoe, um, but I remember he wanted the boxing version, and I think maybe eventually he ended up buying it as a collector's item because they had a huge box. Um, but I also remember his stuff being stolen, so I don't know. Um, but there was a a trainer, right? It was called Trunner. It was a Jordan brand. It was Jordan Jumpman Trunner LX. LX. Um, it was... A low top, again, Jordan Brand did some really good stuff with low tops. It was a low top trunner that had, it was half black, half red, had a Velcro strap across and a Velcro strap around the heel and a metal tab on the back heel, right? The the red in the back was all suede, right? And the front was like a woven material. I had to have those. 
any colorway that dropped in that sneaker, I bought them all, all right, during that block of time. It was like three at the time. Um, and eventually, like, some more ended up coming out. And I think, like, there's even some that you could even still maybe catch on, on regular store websites. Um, if you just go to your Google, type in Jordan Schrunner, uh LX, you'll find them um, in, in many colorways. I even think they came up with a collaboration pair, like, probably in the last four years, maybe. Um, man, what store was that? Was it Soulfly? Maybe Soulfly has a collaboration pair or trophy room. Somebody has a Trunner pair. Oh, my gosh. The streets went crazy for these. At least the streets that I was on. I don't know about your state. I don't know about it. But these joints had that red suede in the back. You used to slide your foot in it, put the Velcro straps, and the metal piece was, like, woven into the back of the shoe. You used to squeeze it, and it would squeeze the back of your Achilles, like the back of your ankle, and hold your foot in there. And it was, like, this woven material. Oh, my gosh. Them joints were fire. Them joints in the summertime went crazy, all right? Cats, we used to run in them joints in PE. We used to wear them joints casual. Them joints were legit fire uh, um i have a pair right now but it's not the black and red pair it was a gradient gray sort of like michigan colors but it was gray and it was yellow and, and navy blue gradient almost looked a little purple purplish i had bought those before the og black and red colorway because i had missed out on those at first i could never find my size and then foot action used to get these exclusive pairs every once in a while like foot action used to have like rodman exclusive like air shake where it was like they only had these two colors. No other store had them. And I think this gray gradient yellow navy colorway was a foot action exclusive. I ended up buying that there. You know, sort of like, I don't want to say a consolation prize. But it was like, you know, I'm going to buy these. And I eventually ended up getting the black and red pair. But I'm talking fire. Um, and then there was another Vin Baker right now. This was the Vin Baker model that um, was was i will i will call this his his signature um it was called the jordan jumpman vindicate right vin vin baker vindicate it was in there um this was what he wore when he was on the seattle supersonics it looked it had hints i don't want to say hints sorry my google heard me talking and went off um it had hints of of a Jordan 12 and a Jordan 13, sort of. I would probably say more the Jordan 12, but it was split in half, and it was like a mid to high sneaker. I mean, me and the homie Mike Mason, shout out to homie Mike Mason. We, we all had them, and I remember his brother Dre used to wear his pair. Like, we all had to cop these. Mike Mason had them first. Like, so let me just put that out there. I hope you're watching the pod. Shout out to him. I know I seen him comment the other week on another episode. But Mike Mason had the Vindicates first at South Mountain. He was the very first with, pair with them. I had got them a little bit later. It may have been a few other cats that had got them in between there, but he had them first, right? Joints with fire. It was a dark green spruce, like a dark green forest uh, green in the back half of the shoe, all suede. And let me tell you something. Back then, you didn't question quality. You didn't get quality. There was no Jordan brand back then that had bad quality, okay? Zero. Zero. Genuine leather. Genuine suede. Quality. Most of those sneakers you can still wear today. Facts. So if you find a pair that's used to beat up, cop it. You can still wear it today. May need a little bit of glue, but it ain't cracked. 
these Jordans on the court, Vin Baker in the low post, the front half was white and the back half was that dark green. It almost looked black, but it was for the, the Forest Green Seattle Supersonic jerseys. It was like the Jordan 12 on the court. Like you could, the taxi, you could see the black, but the white was so white. It looked like just black. It's hard to explain, but this is how we used to, you know, check sneakers out first. We used to watch NBA games and go, oh, what is he wearing? Yo. And then we was doing everything in our power to try to get a better view of it. Slam magazines, the back of Slam magazines, Double XL, Vibe, Source magazines. We was trying to get a glimpse of this stuff back then, right? These joints was fire. Mike Mason, like I said, had a first pair, had the pair first. I ended up getting a pair eventually down the road. I was a point guard, you know what I mean? So, like, it really wasn't a sneaker for me. But them joints are legit fire. And if them joints retro, I would be, I would think about it. You know, it's a basketball sneaker, and I ain't rocking basketball sneaker, but I would think about it. The one part that I, that was my favorite part about the Vindicates was the soul. The sole was thin. It was mostly leather and suede in the back. The sole was thin. It ain't like these soles now on sneaker. They are chunky and thick and, and got all these waves and, and things in them. And, and nothing wrong with some of those, you know, because the Jason Tatum's, I love that sole on it and the how it comes up to the side of the shoe on the outsole. I do appreciate that. But, like, back in the day, it was basic. It was basic, clean design. There are... When it came to Jordan Brand back then, you couldn't look at a Jordan Brand sneaker back then and and think like, oh, this looks like another Nike. See, today, when they come out with signature lines or like, you know, some of the player, you know, the the the, the Jordan athletes wear, the ones that they wear, I'm sorry, the Nike athletes wear, you'll go, them look like Kyrie's, those look like Kobe's, those look like Giannis's, those look like KD's. Back in the day, you didn't pick up a Jordan pro quick or a jordan pro strong or a jordan vindicate and go yo that looks like a it wasn't any this is our original times another one was uh i think i already talked about the oh the Jumpman pro quick six so this is like eddie jones's like signature sneaker and like i said the first two were like you know these are yours but you know we'll just say how this goes type thing that's what it felt like and then the next version were better efforts of a signature sneaker for eddie jones and vin baker that's the the pro quick six so it was the jordan jumpman pro quick was the first one that eddie jones wore and then it was the jump jordan jumpman pro quick six um dope as well low top sneaker as well sort of bit of tad mid it came up a little bit under the ankle um, a little bit, you know, level with the ankle or whatnot. But it was another one. It had the hidden lace system. It had, like, the, like, fighter jet sort of sideburn on the side. Um, it had the, up the middle, like, from the toe box up to the thing, sort of like a, uh, like a toe box cap. I don't know how to really describe it. Uh, the first colorway was, like, a navy bluish blue and yellow. I'm sorry, navy bluish white and yellow. Um, he wore it with the Lakers, I believe. And, you know, it was more navy bluish, if you want to say dark purple. Cool, that's fine, but it looked more blue. But it went legit with the Lakers. I mean, them joints on the court were fire. The Pro Quick and the Pro Quick 6 are some of the greatest basketball sneakers of all time if you're a point guard, period. Um, another one was the Jordan Team 1 and 2. Let me tell you something. You watch college. Ah, So let me let me say this, right? There was a block of time during the NCAA tournament 
and all events. The NCAA tournament used to introduce sneakers. Facts. Used to watch the NCAA tournament to see what what U of A was wearing. To go see what Kentucky was wearing. Go see what Kansas was wearing. Because they was wearing some heat. Mike Bibby and Miles Simon. Well, Miles Simon and uh, Miles Simon mostly. I mean, they introduced the penny to the public. Period. They introduced the, the Royal Blue Penny One phone posit to the public before they hit the streets. We, we couldn't believe somebody was on the court wearing a Royal Blue sneaker like that. And it was fire, and they were balling out. If y'all don't know Miles Simons, you better recognize. Um, so back, man, I'm talking back the Cincinnati days, you know, when Cincinnati Bearcats was a powerhouse. I'm talking Cal Berkeley, you know. I'm talking about these schools that, like, you know, used to, like, introduce these Jordan Brand models at times. I'm Mainly it was Cincinnati at the time. Cincinnati and I think Cal Berkeley were, like, the first two Jordan Brand schools um, when they first um, decided to uh, step into the college scene. I don't even think they were doing... Oh, in Carolina. I think Carolina was too originally. I mean, that may sound stupid to say I think because that was the college that Jordan, that Jordan went to. But for some reason, I don't remember them, you know... I don't remember. I, I could be wrong. You know, this is just a podcast, right? But, oh my gosh, the Jordan Team 1 and the Jordan Team 2... Oh, my goodness. The Team 1 within itself, one of the most comfortable sneakers of all time. George just talked about that sneaker ad nauseum, you know, on early episodes of this podcast. You know, when they retroed, he didn't cop. You know why he didn't cop? Because the materials were lame. I'm talking the materials on these were awful with the retro. But you find the OG version, genuine leather. I'm talking about that Wilson leather jacket. I'm talking about the Fonz leather jacket, that thick leather, quality leather. I'm talking about... Cats used to be hooping, hooping in these. They weren't going to blow up on you. They weren't going to fall apart on you. People were hooping, hooping in these. Then the Jordan Team 2, oh, my gosh. I just remember the Team 1 and Team 2, Kenyon Martin catching alley-oops. I just remember them joints going with Cincinnati Bearcats, Bearcats, Bearcats product flawlessly. These two are some of the greatest Jordan brand sneakers of all time time and anybody who was around during that era wouldn't argue with you they wouldn't there was another one it was called the jordan Jumpman pro okay it was just a pro it looked like i'm trying to think what jordan's solo was similar to you know maybe it really wasn't if you look at it you'll look at it and say it kind of looks like something but i can't think right now what i thought it looked like um, the first two colorways was a black and purple and a white and purple-ish, navy-ish, whatever you want to call it. The black pair looked more black and purple, but the white pair looked more blue and navy. Um, fire. I mean, we hooped in a lot of those through high school, through junior high. Uh, no, they didn't come out of junior high. Was they out of junior high? I know we had them in high school. Nah, mainly, maybe high school was when, like, that freshman year or maybe that, Maybe eighth grade is when they, I think it was eighth grade when they originally first came out. Um, genuine leather, uh, fire. Eddie Jones used to wear these a lot as well. Um, these were considered, you know, you know what, honestly, it may have went Jordan Jumpman Pro for Eddie Jones, Jordan Jumpman Pro Quick, then Jordan Jumpman 
Pro Quick Six, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. But I remember Eddie Jones did used to wear these quite a few times. I think he had a black and red pair when he was on the Miami Heat at one time. Um, I remember this one homie. Um, man, what was his name? He was on the basketball team. He was like black and Dominican or something like that. I mean, black Dominicans are black, you know, contrary to what some of them may believe. Um, but he had a black and a, a black pair that was suede and had the white on the side and had gold accents. Oh my god, we went ham. All right, we went crazy. We couldn't find them joints anywhere. We had to go all the way to Oakland to find these pair. Uh, Rolando was that was his name? Rolando, I don't remember. He had gap teeth and a flat top. He had a nice jumper though. He used to look like a. He used to look like uh, Rashad Lewis. I used to play for. Uh, used to play for uh, the Supersonics. Always got hurt. I think he played for the Bullets too at one point. Um, man, I can't think of his name. But them joints was clean. So that was another one that was one of my favorite. Uh, and then there was a Jordan Jumpman Team J. Now let me tell you something. Jordan used to experiment a lot. You know, a lot of the things that technology and things that we see now and, you know, during that block of time prior, Jordan was trying things. So these sneakers were really unique. They were called Jumpman, I'm sorry, Jordan Jumpman Team J's, right? And the first two colorways um, came out was all white with a teal Jumpman and a black line. And then the other pair was all black with a silver Jumpman and a silver line, you know, like Raider colorways, right? Now, these sneakers were unique. Um, the probably most, the athlete that I, I remember wearing these the most were Reggie Miller. Um, and you know Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, these shoes look like they were made to shoot. And I think that's why they were, I mean, they were called Team J, but... It was how they were shaped. It was like the back was flat, but the front of the shoe made like a, like a sort of a, a like a, a swoop under, and it had this black line that went all the way from the back or the top, and it went all the way down around the shoe. Right now, this is what was crazy about the shoe. Right, the shoe was leather. Okay, was it leather? Leather. It was leather. I could be wrong, but it was leather. No, it was leather. 100% leather it was leather because I remember when we had bought them oh my gosh they was creasing like crazy y'all complain about creases now you find find yourself a pair of team J's without a crease they, they must be going for about 700 because there has there can't be a team J in existence without creases um I remember we had copped those and they had a lace system a hidden lace system but they the laces were hidden by the leather strap coming from the outside of the shoe and it would pull across the shoe so it covered the shoe like a blanket and it was this hook it hooked to another plastic hook wasn't a zipper wasn't magnets it wasn't nothing wasn't velcro it may have had a little piece of velcro somewhere just you know for a little bit added security but you would pull it and you would hook it to this other hook and that's how you played reggie miller used to be out there wearing them joints whop Wop, shooting, busting them threes in them joints, and they looked fire on the court. They were not the best looking shoes to wear casual. When we did wear them, we wore them with the, gosh, what do you want to call it? Uh, 
shroud. I think that's what Jordan was calling stuff like that. We wore it with the shroud cover open. Made it look a little bit better, but that joint used to come kind of pretty far out, so it used to kind of look funky. Um, but back then with our jeans, our jeans were so baggy, it was perfect. Like, it really didn't matter. So that's another one that's one of my favorites. Um, and then the to me, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say it yet. The Jordan OG Women's. Now, look. Um, at the time, I think this was Jordan's only woman sneaker, sneaker made for women. Um, you know, he really didn't put much effort into the name. Okay. Um, you know, I remember like, I think Don Staley was wearing these at one point. Um, I think I remember Shamika Holesclaw wearing these. She was an Adidas athlete, but I feel like I remember her wearing them. Cheryl Swoops, I've seen her a bunch of times. They may have been considered Cheryl Swoops. I, I can't remember. There was a couple other Jordan women sneakers afterwards. Um, I think Cynthia Cooper maybe had rocked them a few times. Um, there were a lot of you know women athletes that played basketball that wore these joints. And in the back, it had the Jumpman logo, and it had a W under it, you know. You know, they weren't that subtle back then, you know. I mean, they didn't even give it a real name. They just called it Jordan OG Women's. You know, they tried. Um, another one that looked, you could see what Jordan it was modeled after. It was modeled after the Jordan 13. Um, it had the same, like, sort of shroud cover thing, but broken up into different pieces. The sole was pretty much the same, and the shape was pretty much the same. That pointy sole that went up. Um, I, I mean... If I had to make a top 10, top 20, most, the highest quality of sneaker ever, it would be in there. If you ever get to see a pair in person or just go online, just type in Jordan OG Women's and just click the picture and look at it. Nothing bad about that sneaker. The USA pair, oh my God. But the OG white, black and red pair, fam, the quality was stupid on those joints. Now, this was also an era where it was rare. I'm talking stupid rare to see a man wearing the woman's version of a sneaker. Um, the very first time I ever wore the one that was made for women was when the Silver Bullet came out. When the Silver Bullet came out, it came out in two. It came out in, they were both Silver Bullets, but the women, the the men's had the red swoosh, which is typically the OG one, and the women's had a, a violet swoosh that was outlined in sort of teal, I think, but it was a purple swoosh. Um, I remember I had bought both. Um, and I only bought both for this one reason, right? So I wanted to get the Silver Bullets. I wanted the Dan O'Brien's too. The Dan O'Brien's were like uh, Nike Air Muscles, I think they were called. But they just were boots. And Dan O'Brien was like a decathlon athlete. I think that's the right term for it, where he did like every single event. Like he did all the Olympic events. I think the decathlon is what that's called, I think. Um, but the, his shoes to have like three, four straps on them. We ended up buying them back in the day, but I don't know what we ended up doing with them. I think we started lifting weights in them or something like that. They were like super duper training sneakers. Um, but I remember... I was going to buy the silver bullet, the men's one, the reds one. And I remember my friend, you know, when I lived in the Bay Area, I had a lot of Filipino friends. And I remember he had the smallest foot on earth. He couldn't even get the men's. Like the men's used to start at like a certain size. So he had to get the women's pair. And I remember he came to school with the women's pair. I hadn't bought them yet. 
you know, my dad was going to take me to go get the silver bullets, you know, on the weekend or something like that. I remember he had them first at the school and he came I'm talking, this is when our pants were so baggy. You couldn't even tell we had feet. That's how baggy they were. And I remember, whoa, some of my Filipino homies, the, the king, the kings of baggy pants. That's no lie. Their pants used to be so baggy that they would pull the pants up and pull a rubber band or, or a girl scrunchie around the jean and then let the jean fold over like a, it was like a cake, like uh, baggy right um i remember when he got him you know, we had to tell him to lift his pants up because we couldn't see his feet and lifted him up and i saw that purple swoosh and i was like huh now this was the era of baggy pants so you wouldn't be able to really pay that much attention to the swoosh on the the silver bullet 97 I was like, whatever. So when I went to the store, I was somehow able to convince my dad to buy me the, the men's version and the women's version. I have no idea how. Um, and at that time, I was in freshman year in high school, so I probably wore a size 7. I don't know what it was, 7.5. I don't know. Uh, 8. Who knows back then. Um, but I remember getting that pair, and I was like, these joints are crazy. Jordan Brand came up with that women's pair. Them joints were fire. And I remember this girl, Shannon Brantley, um, I think she had a pair. This one girl, Oneida, you know, Anita, she had a pair. I mean, I remember like a few of the, the ladies who used to play on our basketball team in high school had a pair. Them joints were super duper clean. I don't remember any men getting them, though. I don't remember any men having guts to get them. I, I just don't. Um, and I don't know if it was that they didn't have guts. They just didn't make our sizes back then. I can't remember when they started making the extended sizes where they reached all the way up. Ooh, excuse me, that was weird. Where they reached all the way up to size, uh, you know, typically right now, most women's sneakers go up to at least a size 10, 11 maybe. Um, but I think back then, I think they stopped at like, you know, smaller sizes back then. So I don't even know if a lot of men had that opportunity. I think maybe some of my Filipino homies did who had small feet, had a couple pairs. I think maybe even the same cat that had that silver bullet women's 97 did. I don't remember, but clean. And like I said, I'm doing top 10 Jordan brand sneakers, excluding Jordan retros um, from back in the day when I grew up. I'm not including none of the newer ones you see right now. I'm not including some of the stuff Jordan brand has released as of late. The stuff that Jordan brand releases now, it's super duper hit or miss. You know, Jordan brand is so focused on retros right now that like I think they've kind of slacked off on their more general release Jordan brand models. Um, they're doing a great job with the signature ones, the Zions, the, the Jason Tatums, uh, the Westbrooks. They're doing great with that. Um, but the other ones that, like, you know, you just go to the store and cop hairs, eh. Um, but, you know, that's sort of just a little memory lane thing with the Jordan, the Jordan models, you know, from thinking about back in the day. Um, obviously, the Air movie coming out, you know, already, already out this week, so... Um, you know, it's got me thinking about Jordan. I wanted to pull a Jordan soccer jersey and wear it. And, uh, you know, so appreciate you guys bearing with me. Um, obviously, I don't know if you want to call it big news or news. Um, and this is sort of a another memory lane thing. But um, Gentry Humphrey, I think that's his name. Um, look, I'm bad with names. Um, you know, one of the, you know, legendary designers, you know, at Nike. Um you know, was pictured, you know, I got sent the picture at least a good 150 times and tagged in it a bunch of times, and I appreciate it, because I probably would have never saw it um, if, you know, somebody didn't send it to me or not. I hadn't been online that much 
in the last, you know, few days. But, you know, I appreciate that because, like I said, man, the topics make themselves, you know. Sometimes the listeners, the people that send me stuff, you guys make the topics. I may not even be aware of some of this stuff at times. But uh, he was pictured wearing um, what was a Jordan 2 low with a Jordan 3 sole. Now, these were already talked about a year or a couple years back of the possibility of these being released. I think a lot of people forgot. Like I remember a lot. I remember when they first, you know, talked about doing these. And, um, I, I remember when they were just like sketches, not sketches, but, uh, concepts, you know, renderings, you know, and it was like one of those spring of 2024, you know, 2023 fall, whatever. Um, but I honestly forgot about them. But when I saw that in the buzzer, I was like, oh, you know what? I remember them talking about doing something like this. Um, you know, here's what's funny, right? And here's the thing about these, right? You know, a lot of, a lot of people forget that there was that block of time. There was this one time in sneakers where they had made a Jordan one bread, black, red Jordan one. I'm calling it bread. I don't give a shite what Jerry Lorenzo say. Uh, a bread Jordan 1 they had made with a Jordan 2 sole. It was called the Jordan 1.5. A lot of people don't remember that. Um, and, you know, the Jordan 2 sole is relatively plain. You know, it's obviously a little bit thicker. It's thicker than a Jordan 1 sole, and it's, you know, uh, you know, a little bit more solid, if you will. Um, no visible air, nothing like that on it. So, it was sort of like a perfect match with the Jordan 1 model at the time. Now, this was sort of like, there was no reason for it, but there was a reason for the Jordan 1.5. Um, the reasoning for it was, and this was like more of a reasoning with amongst sneakerheads, you know. Um, it, it was just almost impossible to get a bread one. You know, it was, you know... Um, Everybody had failed multiple times, multiple places, whatnot. Um, it was just almost impossible to get a pair. Um, you know, you could have paid that resale price if you wanted to or bought a super-duper beat pair or you just waited. So that Jordan 1.5 bread sort of gave people the opportunity who just couldn't take it anymore. They needed a bread one. I remember my homie said, shout out to said, he had a pair. And I remember because he just couldn't get his hands on a, a pair of bread ones. He just couldn't get his hands on them. Um, so he had bought them joints. They were a little bit bigger. Um, the Jordan 2 sole, it felt like it sort of changed the shape a little bit of the one. And it made them a little bit higher. It gave them a little bit more lift. Um, you know, I didn't buy them back then. And I didn't have a pair of bread ones back then. Yeah, I don't think I had my, I don't think bands that came out yet at the outlets. Um, and I remember they weren't bad looking. It just had the Jordan 2 sole on it. There were a lot of us who gave in. Like, you know what? Forget it. I can't get a bread one. I'm just copping these. I don't give a shite. There was a lot of those. And there were a lot of us who were like, nah, I can't do it. Nah, I'll just wait to see if they retro again, you know, the OG version. I'll just wait, you know what I mean? Um, but there were those who did, you know, it copped them immediately. These right here, uh, along the lines of the exact same thing. They, they pretty much are the exact same thing. Here's the thing with this, though. 
there was a community purpose for the Jordan 1.5. We couldn't get our hands on bread ones. There's no purpose for a Jordan 2 with a Jordan 3 sole. A Jordan 2 isn't hard to get. You know, um, it isn't like the Jordan 2 is really hard to get, so I guess I'm going to have to buy this version of the Jordan 2. That's one. Two, any gripe or complaints or reasoning why somebody doesn't care for the Jordan 2, it was never the sole. I never heard anybody who doesn't like Jordan 2 say they hate the soul. It wasn't the soul. Um, this Jordan 3 soul matches up so perfectly with this Jordan. I mean, it's still a Jordan 2, you know? I don't care what soul you put on it. It's still a Jordan 2. It, it, it barely looks like any change. You know what I mean? If I saw somebody walking down the street and I took a glance, I would have thought it was just a, a traditional Jordan 2 with a Jordan 2 sole. There's just no purpose for it. Now, here's the thing with things like this, though, right? Which I'm a little shocked. Um, well, who knows what's in the works, right? Who knows what's in the works with these, right? See, what's funny about sneakers like these, right? This Jordan 2 with a Jordan 3 sole. What's funny about these is that a lot of us are looking at these going, uh, no. Um, a lot of us are going, meh, they don't look too bad. But we're still like, no. Um, but you know what's funny with Nike and Jordan brand? They could easily make us go, uh, I don't know. These is kind of I eight. They, they, they could easily make us consider these. A lot of it has to do with, you know, how it's marketed. How it's shared with us. Uh, here's the thing about this uh, Gentry Humphreys. Gentry Humphrey? Look, I'm bad with names, and maybe I should have wrote it down, but bless him, and I appreciate the work he's done. It may not have been his intention, but these should have never... This goes back to, like, the Jerry Lorenzo Fear of God Adidas sneaker the, the other week. It was released to us in the palm of a hand of some person these are released on an old man designer sorry no disrespect i'm not saying that that was his intention because it doesn't look like you know somebody could have took that picture and posted it you know what i mean without his knowledge or you know whatnot or or are they willing to post it for that social media clout to ruin that relationship that they have with him, Andrew. Who knows, right? Either way, our first glimpse of this sneaker is on the foot of a 50, 60-year-old man. That sneaker would, just like the Fear of God Adidas, if that was introduced to the world on the body of Jerry Lorenzo, these right here could have been introduced to the world. That may have been their plan. Like I said, this photo of these may not have been their plan. It's just something that happened. Boy, if you had Jason Tatum wearing these down the tunnel before the game, um, during the playoffs, stop. Stop it. You would have people going, ooh. Them is a height. Jason Tatum knows how to dress. Jason Tatum knows how to make a sneaker look dope. He's not the most, you know, flamboyant, high personality person, um, especially when it comes, you know, to discussing NBA players, but he knows how to dress. He can make something look dope. 
That's when that sneaker, and that may have been Jordan Brand and Nike's plans. That's when that sneaker should have been introduced to us. On the foot of Jason Tatum, somebody who was a cool cat for a championship contender who is known for wearing dope gear down the tunnel, which is now the NBA's fashion runway. That's when it should have been introduced. That's one way that could have got a lot of us like, huh, I don't know. They don't look too bad. Maybe these are all right. Another way, you just package it up as a pack. And I don't mean like an actual pack, like two sneakers or one. I mean like a pack, you know. Nike, Jordan comes out with a lot of stuff all the time. Oh, the championship pack, the whatever pack, the Easter pack, the Christmas pack. They come out with packs all the time. I guarantee if they came out with like a championship pack, right? If they came out where the soles were swapped around on each of the six sneakers that Jordan won a championship in, I guarantee a lot of us would be like, I don't know, I'm enjoying this kind of growing on me. That's a sneakerhead's favorite line. They kind of growing on me. It don't matter how bad the sneaker is, a sneakerhead will look for any reason to cop something, right? Um... I could see people taking these in consideration if it was like the Jordan Championship pack. So he won his first championship and a Jordan 6. If they swapped the souls of the 6 and the 7, I think he won the 2nd and the 7s. And then he won the 3rd and the 8. So if they swapped, you know, the soul of an 8, I think his 4th championship was in... I think the fourth championship was in 11s. Yeah. So if they swapped an 8 soul with an 11 soul, and then I think the next championship was 12s. I think it was 12s. If they, I think, I could be wrong. I'm off, This is the top of my head. I'm doing a podcast. Relax. Please educate. I, I don't, I don't, ha, I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking. I, I like to base my knowledge off me being there. I'm old. I could be mis, mis, misremembering. I think it was, I think the Jordan T won a championship was 6, 7, 8, 11, 12, and 14. I think those were the championship Jordan sneakers. Okay. If they swapped the soul of a 12 and a 14, whatever, or swapped any of them with any of them, right? Whatever will look better on each model, you could definitely get sneakerheads to go, I don't know. They kind of growing on me. They hide. Look, do these Jordan 2s with the Jordan 3 soles suck? No. Are there anything that we should be losing our minds over? Absolutely not. Um, do I feel like anybody who hates on Jordan 2s has the authority to be like, these is better? No, you don't. Because if you're that guy who hates on Jordan 2s, but you think these look better with the Jordan 3 sole, slap yourself in two-thirds. Uh, what else? Oh, also, um, news that the Jordan 4 reimagined. Obviously, we have the Lost and Founds that are reimagined. We have the Jordan 3s that recently came out that are reimagined. And the next one, from what I understand, is the Bread 4, uh, Jordan 4 Bread, or Black Red. Um, the OG, you know, Black Cement. Um, and it's, you know, uh, what, what is it? Um, 
it's projected to come out in leather. All right. I think it's been confirmed. I don't know. Um, you know, I find it funny. Like. <laughs> like, I'm talking George and I, I'm, I'm not saying Jordan took, Jordan Brand took this from us. George, Ryan, and I talked about this a long time ago. I remember they came out with something. I don't remember what it was. They had retroed something or they kept retroing something. I don't know. This is episode 330, okay? That's how long this podcast has gone. I told people and I said, bro, don't be surprised if, if these OG sneakers start coming out in, in the same colorways of OG but different materials. Don't be shocked if we see a suede white cement. Don't be shocked if we see a fly knit white cement. Don't be shocked if we see a, a, a new book white cement. Don't be shocked. We, we, we had this discussion a long time ago. This leather version of a Bread 4 might be better than the original OG version. I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. The reimagined Jordans are two for two right now. If you call the Chicago Lost and Found the greatest retro of all time, I would say I agree. If you called the Jordan 3 white cement the greatest retro of all time, I would agree. This bread four, if the leather is thick, could be better than the OG original version of the bread four. Let me tell you guys something. The bread four was always new buck. That new buck on a Jordan four was, was, was a pain to keep unscuffed and clean. That's facts. Jordan 4's, Jordan Bread 4's to me have always seemed cheap. Always. Even when they retroed, the last time they retroed them, I talked about it on this podcast ad nauseum. Something was wrong with them. It was something off with those that that last pair of bread fours that retroed it wasn't just mine it was a lot of other people who said something was off with theirs this facts mine were so off i hate wearing them that's how off they wear they're they're so off that i've never worn them with the shorts i refuse i have to have a pants on top of them because something is off by them this leather reimagined bread for if it's true these come out of leather will blow the og version out the water and i don't care what anybody says i see people in the comments no thanks i see people in the comments oh, why they gotta ruin a good thing the white cement is leather the white cement is, is leather and it's if you said the greatest journal of all time I w- i'm gonna argue with you a black leather version of the Bread 4 should have been came out. But Jordan Brand, <laughs> uh-huh. smart. We'll save it. Let me tell you something. Nike and Jordan Brand got a lot of stuff up their sleeve that they have saved. That's facts. And when you have something that is still 
highly coveted like a Jordan model, you have forever with these. Now, will it garner and keep to maintain the attention of everybody? I don't know. But you legit have forever. Because guess what? You could come out with a uh, a suede bread for, a suede cement for, a suede, you know, um, military for. Like, the, it's, 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 it's limitless. I am saying it right now on the Sneak This Sneaker podcast. The leather Jordan 4 could be better than the bread 4 if the leather is good. That's the disclaimer. If the leather is great, it will be better than the OG black red 4. I don't care what anybody says. Period. Um, What else? Um, Oh, I talked about at the top of the show. You know, I kept seeing a couple people post this. A couple people asking questions. Some people just posting out of worry. Um, obviously, everybody remembers during COVID when uh, the Jordan documentary Last Dance had came out. And, you know, it had a special section with regards to Nike and Jordan and the Jordan sneaker. And, you know, sort of the history behind the Jordan 1 and how that came about. And, you know, all of that. Um, now, this was a time we're all at home just looking for anything to do. That Last Dance was uh, one of the most, the highlights of the pandemic i mean it really was it was great and i appreciated them dropping the episodes um faster and better than they had originally planned um i've watched the last den documentary at least two three times it's just good it's just really good um prices on chicago's anything that was it didn't matter if it was a, a chicago Fat one, a Chicago AJKO, or OG Chicago, a Chicago golf shoe. It didn't matter. If it looked like Chicago, the prices went up, up, up. I see people right now. Oh, great. The market is about to go crazy because of the new air movie. Oh, great. We ain't going to be able to get our hands. The Jordan 1 price is about to go through the roof. Oh, great. This and that happens. Um, Look. I've seen people saying, nah, it won't happen. And I'm talking about sneaker analysts. I think his name is Matt Powell. He said, no, it won't. Um, here's the thing. I don't think it will go up for the things that we're thinking about. Like, I don't think that movie air is going to make people go cop Jordan 1s or look for Chicago's or look for breads. It's going to make some who don't have them, maybe. The prices right now on Chicago, well, Lost and Founds will probably go up a little bit. You know, I think those are still, um, relatively speaking, reasonable. And I use the word reasonable, you know, lightly. Um, but you know what I think it's going to do? Because like I said at the top of the show, the movie, to me, it's not for sneakerheads. Like, people think that sneakerheads are going to go watch this and then go ham in the streets for copping. I think your regular, average consumer who knows of Nike, knows of Jordan, I think they may go buy a Jordan. Not any of the Jordans that we're buying. They're not going to download the sneakers app and be waiting for the drop. 
They're not going to hit the notification button, but I think some of those Jordans you see at outlets, I think some of those Jordans that, like, you know, sit on the shelves, you know, at your finish lines and foot lockers and et cetera, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of those move a little bit more. I'm not going to say the market's about to flip upside down. I'm not about to say the streets is going ham, and I'm not going to say you're about to see these Jordan GRs that have been sitting for years fly off the shelves and sell out. But I think you'll see a, 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 a noticeable spike and just the Jordan brand. I think the average Joe who goes and watches this movie, appreciates the acting, and appreciates the story, will go buy a Jordan t-shirt. Or, you know, go, you know, when it's time for them to get a new pair of sneakers or, you know, their kids, you know, their little ones, they may buy a Jordan. You know, I don't know. Maybe. I haven't seen the movie yet. I don't know how it's depicted. I know the story to the fullest. Every sneakerhead should already know the story. But, you know, it may be some little added things that we didn't know about. Who knows? Um, but like I said, I do expect to see a lot more of the general release Jordans, you know, sort of hit the block, you know, um, amongst just your regular citizens. I do. Um, but who knows? You never know. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, Okay, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because, you know, and let me let me just preface this one more time. When it comes to this podcast and every podcast that exists, social media, television, movies, other podcasts, other shows, uh, influencers, um personalities online on social media just conversations with the homie dictate the dictate the topics of this show dictate the topics of all shows so when i was tagged and sent multiple times the episode or the clip from Full Size Run, the complex show that has Mustache Man, Sneaker Shopping Man, and Welty. I'm sorry, Sneaker Shopping Man isn't on there. Um, Trinidad James. Um, I was sent the clip, and look, this had a really an important topic, but let me explain something to you about cap culture. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot of cap. And I know I'm too old to be saying cap. You know, I'm 40. You're lying. When I was younger, I couldn't say lying in the house. I had to say, ooh, you telling stories. That was a rule in my house. You say lying, you say somebody lying, you're getting slapped in the lips. Quick. We're talking quick slap. Ah, what? Who did that? Quick. <laughs> But I just like using the word cap because it's so ridiculous and it's funny. Um, there's a lot of cap culture out here. Damon John was on episode of Full Size Run, right? I'm a huge Damon John fan. I bought his book and read it. Yeah, you see what I did there? See, a lot of y'all like to buy books, but y'all don't actually read them. You like to just say, I bought it. You have to actually open them and read them. It's fundamental. I mean, we were all fans of FUBU. We were all fans of the story about FUBU. Um, and I'm a huge fan of him as a businessman. And I've watched him on Shark Tank for X amount of years. 
Um, I just appreciate him as what looks like from the outside looking in a good person, someone who's always willing to help and always pass down knowledge and gems. But he was on full size run capping. Lying, telling stories. So he was on the show. Now look, there's a a point five, a point five percentage of this point five that maybe I just missed this over the last twenty five years. Maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. He went on full size run and said that uh, they used to, I guess, him during his FUBU times, um, during you know the growth of FUBU, they were paying Nike designers thirty thousand dollars to get the color codes uh, for some of the colors that they wanted to use um, in their brand. Now look, when I say I'm a Damon John fan, I'm a Damon John fan. I have watched multiple interviews from him, multiple interviews with him and other FUBU collaborators. I have watched numerous interviews about the brand FUBU, about how they got started, about the come up, about how much money it made, about it making the decision to be sold in Walmart, about the transition from being hot to not. I have watched multiple interviews by Damon John in discussing FUBU, numerous not one time has he ever or have I ever, that 0.5% that I may have missed it, have I ever heard that story. It'd be a lot of capping out here lately, you know, over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. That's facts. We're talking about a brand that was at its highest peak about, about 23 years ago, you know, at its highest peak. FUBU has been around for about 23 to 25 years, okay? I have never heard that story of them paying Nike designers for color codes. Now, let me tell you some why I consider this super cap, right? He said that they walked away with, and I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw this clip. He said that's how they got the color burnt orange. Okay. Um... This is for the sneakerheads. Um, what I'm about to say. I am confident in the sneaker community. I am confident if you call yourself a sneakerhead. I am confident if I said, what color would you associate with Nike? I am confident that 100% with you of you would say infrared. Because I would. I would even let Vault go. Vault. I would say those two. More infrared, but I'll let Vault ride. Vault is an honorable mention. So you mean to tell me you paid Nike designers and you got burnt orange. You didn't ask for infrared. You didn't ask for volts. 
you went and got burnt orange. The story is cap. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. And I am a Damon John fan. This is no shade, but this is a sneaker podcast and I smell cap. It's like when after Prince died, I think I saw Pharrell do an interview and say that the beat for happy was for was for Prince. Prince is dead now. He can't say he lying. Nothing. That's cap. I don't believe that. Happy had already been out for like five years or something before Prince had died. But as soon as he dies, now the beat Happy was originally for Prince. I don't believe it. That's Cap. I remember when Michael Jackson died. I remember the game said Michael Jackson was in the studio and and talking about he's the greatest rapper ever or something. That's Cap. Michael Jordan was never in the game studio. Stop. I think he even said Michael Jackson was in there throwing up the bees for blood. I think he said Michael Jackson went soup. I honestly do. I'm making that up. But, you know, I, I feel like he says something along those lines. It's Cap. Shout out to Damon John, though. I like him a lot. I got nothing else. I was going to talk about uh, women's basketball with, you know, the whole thing with LSU and, you know, Clark and Iowa and all that. But I've had enough of hearing about it. So, you know, I'm not talking about it. Let's do this top 10 list. Uh, like I said, man, I appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. Was there anything else I wanted to talk about? Um, it's a short episode. Uh, nah, I have something else about signature sneakers on here, but maybe I'll save that for next week. I don't know. Um, that's if I do an episode next week, which I probably will because I want to talk about the movie air. Um, I'm doing top 10 Jordan brand sneakers, excluding Jordan retros one through 32, whatever to me. And I'm doing more Jordan brand from my era, not the current Jordan brand, but the ones from my era. Um, I have no honorable mentions. Um, all of these I had, um, except the women's one. Um, the Jordan OG women's is on my list, but I didn't have that one. All of these other ones I did have, um, at some point, or whether it was when they originally came out or a retro version. Um, so here we go. Number 10, I got the Jordan Jumpman, uh, Team J. That's the one that I talked about that Reggie Miller wore. I mean, the shoe looked like it was made to shoot jump shots or shoot three-pointers. It just had this specific shape that looked like it rolled perfectly off the court to get up and hit that shot. Like I said, you look up Reggie Miller and Jordan sneakers, you'll find a pair of sneakers of him wearing it. It had to look like a J that went down the side of it in black. Number nine, I got the Jordan Jumpman Pro Quick 6. The Pro Quick 6 was a little bit clunkier than the Pro Quick um, but it was the Eddie version, version. Sorry, the Eddie Eddie Jones sneaker, um, which I said that Nike Jordan Brand had put a better effort in uh, his signature sneaker. Um, he wore the jersey number six when he was a Los Angeles Laker. Um, it was a low profile, low top sneaker. Had the hidden lace system. Um, the colorway was dope. I think it had maybe two, three colorways when they were re- released. The um, fire, they're clean. Uh, number eight, I got the Jordan Jumpman Pro Strong. That's the Vin Baker first one that was like not a signature sneaker, but his sneaker. Um, I mean, the quality of it, the materials on it was fire. It was a higher sneaker. It was really high. Um, like I said, the homie Mike Mason, shout out to him, had that joint first when we was in, uh, no, no, no. Wait, did he have Pro Strongs too? 
Ooh, Mike might have had Pro Strongs and the Vindicates first. Both Vin Bakers first. I think that's why he, I think he had the Pro Strongs, but he was like, I'm getting the next ones too. I think he had both first. Shout out to Mike. Um, on the tongue, sorry, on the bottom of the laces tied up, it had a Jordan symbol and it looked like an S. I think that S was like representing of the Sonics. I don't know. Um, I think they'll probably say the S was for strong, but I think it worked out really well for it to be an S and him being on the Supersonics. Um, the shoe was very uh, similar to the Jordan 13 with regards to shape, with regards to the sole, with regards to how it was structured. Um, I think it had a hidden lace system as well. Uh, the tongue and all that was all suede. Enjoyed this fire. Um, number seven, I got the Jordan... Jumpman Team One, um, the Team One, it it was like split. It was like the outside was white, the inside was black, and vice versa, I believe. I think that's how it was. Um, the leather was impeccable and one of the most comfortable basketball sneakers of all time. You know, and all of these we used to wear casual, like these were casual to us back in the day. Um, but hands down, one of the most comfortable of all time. I had the black white, and I had the North Carolina color with the all white with the North Carolina sole on them. Fire. I feel like I had the all black pair too, but I don't remember. Um, number six, I got the Jordan Jumpman team too. I mean, these joints reminiscent of the Jordan 13 as well. If you look at them, if you Google them, if you see them on the screen, you could say, like, oh yeah, I can see the Jordan 13 in these. These joints were fire. It had like a really flat sole, but it had a wavy outsole, and it had Jordan in red letters on the side. If you had the white navy blue pair, it had Jordan in white letters or navy letters on the side um i remember cal berkeley wearing them cincinnati wearing them the joints were fire i remember with them joints we couldn't wait to get our hands on them joints the leather quilt up top was premium um and this was when the era when jordan's logo that i feel like he put on majority of the shoes looked like the ferrari logo it was like the Jumpman logo and a diamond sort of shape thing and it was like a glass clear plastic glass or whatnot um number six i got i'm sorry that was number six number five um i got the jordan jumpman trent trunner uh lx that was the one that was tied to roy jones i think roy jones was training in them before a fight like i think he was like working out running you know doing stuff in them before like a big fight and i think that's when we noticed them on in an ad or something but they were always tied to jordan to roy jones jr and we couldn't wait to get our hands on them joints. Only a few people got them. Remember, said I got them. I, I didn't get my hands on them when they originally dropped. I had to buy, like, the, the other colorway down the road, like I told you guys earlier. But, I mean, still to this day, great sneaker. Only gripe I have with it now, it just doesn't have laces. Like, you know, I'm just not that slip-on type shoe person right now, unless it's a Salehi Croc or a Van. So, um... Number four, I got the Jordan Jumpman Pro Quick. That was the first version, hence of the Jordan 13 as well. The first low-top sneaker that a basketball played in regularly that I could remember first. I feel like Eddie Jones was first to wear a low-top basketball sneaker um, in the NBA. You know, regularly. I, I, I really do. I could be wrong, but I think if people really think back, this was before Kobe's. Um, Nike, Jordan, Kobe wasn't even on Nike yet, uh, during the pro, pro, uh, pro quick era. 
Um, these had like zoom air through them. They were comfortable as well. Uh, like I said, they had hints of the Jordan 13 on them. You can look at them and take a look. Had the Jordan up the tongue with the stripe. Had a tongue. The tongue was kind of high, which I appreciated. That I like that. I like a low top sneaker where the tongue comes up a little bit high. Um, Eddie Jones used to wear them joints all the time. There was a white, purple colorway, and there was other colorways down the road. Fire. One of my favorite sneakers of all time. Um, then there was the number three. I got the Jordan Jumpman Pro. Um, it's that one that I described. Ah, I want to say it, it reminds me of a Jordan 12, but it doesn't. But it's something about the Jordan Jumpman Pro you look at. It just reminds you of something. And I can't put my finger on it right now, but I feel like at the time, we were like, these look like this. The shape is a little weird, but it was like the ultimate basketball sneaker. Like, it was it was perfect for basketball. Like, it it, it just had that perfect support quality materials zoom air all the way through carbon fiber on the sole um the joints were clean um oh, my mic is going down huh? uh number two i got the the jordan jumpman vindicate um it was lower than the the first vin baker the pro strong but man that joint had all that suede in the back that leather on the front the toe box was perfect it had the suede up the tongue and the the sole was like a thin so it was thin um i mean a quality basketball sneaker and it was fire with the right fit back in the day like i said man we used to wear these casual you know, I know we talk about it a lot of times now, like, I'm not wearing no basketball sneaker casual, but back then, that was our go-to. That was, man, that was a fit. You walk into a party with a fresh pair of J's, oh my God, who is he? And look, number one, I said this in the beginning, if I had to make a top 10, top 20 greatest quality sneakers of all time, the Jordan OG women's would be on my list. The Jordan OG woman's quality has never lacked. Even to this day with the retros that they have come out with, all of them high quality, extremely high quality. I've never owned a pair. I wanted to buy the Melanie Asani pair. I did, but they had a cherry on them. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Like they looked for women. Those ones, I could have bought the OG pair when they released. They sat for a minute. They even had a like an oatmealish starfish colorway at some point. Um, it, look to me, one of the greatest Jordan brand sneakers of all time. And yes, it's a woman sneaker. And yes, that joint is fire. And if you're a woman and you ain't got a pair, cop a pair. If you're a, a, a guy and you want a pair, go cop a pair. Got the W in the back for women. Yo, release your masculinity. I got nothing else. Appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, share this podcast. That's sneak this. Pow, 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 pow.